Thank you for joining us on the broadcast today. This is the final sermon in the series based on the theme, Embracing Revival, Achieving Excellence Through Effective Leadership, the Missionary Church Association in Jamaica's theme for 2024. We have focused on the need for revival in the church and the fact that a critical component in bringing it about is effective leadership. We reviewed the work of biblical revival leaders in the Old Testament, Elijah, Samuel, and Nehemiah, and historical leaders in the Christian era, such as Jonathan Edwards, George Whitefield, John Wesley, and Charles Wesley, the Welsh preacher Evan Roberts, and African-American preacher William J. Seymour. As we bring this series to a close, we will look at how leadership can have an impact, whether negatively or positively, in the achievement of the desired outcome. Numbers chapter 12. Then Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married, for he had married an Ethiopian woman. So they said, Has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? Has he not spoken through us also? And the Lord heard it. Now the man Moses was very humble, more than all men who were on the face of the earth. Suddenly the Lord said to Moses, Aaron and Miriam, Come out, you three, to the tabernacle of meeting. So the three came out. Then the Lord came down in the pillar of cloud and stood in the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam. So they both went forward. Then he said, Hear now my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. I speak to him in a dream. Not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. I speak with him face to face, even plainly, and not in dark sayings. And he sees the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid not to speak against my servant Moses? So the anger of the Lord arose against them, and he departed. And when the cloud departed from above the tabernacle, suddenly Miriam became leprous, as white as snow. Then Aaron turned toward Miriam, and there she was, a leper. So Aaron said to Moses, Oh my Lord, please do not lay this sin on us, in which we have done foolishly, in which we have sinned. Please do not let her be as one dead, whose flesh is half consumed when he comes out of his mother's womb. So Moses cried out to the Lord, saying, Please heal her, O God, I pray. Then the Lord said to Moses, If her father had but spit in her face, would she not be shamed seven days? Let her be shot out of the camp seven days, and afterward she may be received again. So Miriam was shut out of the camp seven days, and the people did not journey till Miriam was brought in again. And afterward, the people moved from Hazaroth and camped in the wilderness of Paran. Numbers 12, 1-16. This unity among leaders, however cause, is the main reason for ineffectiveness. In this passage, we see that prejudice and jealousy cause a split in the leadership 
of the children of Israel as they journeyed through the wilderness. God had divinely called and appointed Moses. However, his sister Miriam and Aaron, his brother, sought to overthrow him. They planned a coup, so to speak. What they were unaware of was the fact that it is God who raises up and appoints godly leaders. For exaltation comes neither from the east nor from the west, nor from the south. But God is a judge. He puts down one and exalts another. Psalm 75, 6-7 Not only was Moses prepared and called by God, but he also had the credentials required for effective leadership. Now the man Moses was very humble, more than all men who were on the face of the earth. Worthy credentials in the leaders that God requires. Moses was not keen to defend himself in this leadership struggle. He left it to God, who acted decisively to deal with the situation. Miriam experienced the consequences of rebellion and became a leper because of her actions against Moses, the man of God. The progress of the children of Israel was delayed seven days while they waited on Miriam to complete her isolation outside the camp due to leprosy. Leaders, whenever there is this unity, progress towards revival, growth and effectiveness in ministry will be delayed and may never happen. Preparation for revival requires dealing with disunity, discord and duplicity. Luke records the activities of Jesus' disciples following his ascension. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. And when they entered, they went up into the upper room where they were staying. Peter, James, John, and Andrew, Philip, and Thomas, Bartholomew, and Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, the son of James. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. Acts 2, 12-14. The activities recorded here were a prelude to the revival that would break out in Acts 2. In contrast to the disunity we saw in Numbers 12 that stopped the progress of the children of Israel on their wilderness journey, we see here a diverse set of disciples meeting and praying. Previously, there was jealousy and one-upmanship among them. James and John, for instance, had their mother appeal to Jesus to have them sit on his right and left hand in the coming messianic kingdom, resulting in the displeasure among the other disciples. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to him with her sons, kneeling down and asking something from him. And he said to her, What do you wish? She said to him, Grant that these two sons of mine may sit, one on your right hand and the other on the left, in your kingdom. But Jesus answered and said, You do not know what you ask. Are you able to drink the cup that I am about to drink and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? They said to him, We are able. So he said to them, You will indeed drink my cup and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. But to sit on my right and on my left hand is not mine to give, 
but it is for those for whom it is prepared by my father. And when the ten heard it, they were greatly displeased with the two brothers. Matthew 20, 20-24. The brothers of Jesus had serious issues with their perception of him. And then there were gender issues as well regarding the status of women in Jewish society that they had to deal with. The leaders saw the bigger picture, however, and worked through their issues until they achieved oneness of accord in preparation for revival. In Acts chapter 2, Luke records, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one sat on each of them, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Acts 2, 1-4 Peter emerged as a leader of the greatest revival that the world had ever seen, that which began on the day of Pentecost. The group of disciples who had met in the upper room embraced revival by meeting the conditions God originally stated in 2 Chronicles 7.14, If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their lands. Embracing revival, achieving excellence through effective leadership is possible. When we meet the condition that God has laid down, he will act. God is calling leaders that are effective, humble like Moses, faithful, who will lead like Jesus. It is my prayer that our focus on this theme has enabled you to see the need for effective leadership. First of all, of ourselves, of our congregations, as well as in the marketplace of life. May God raise up effective leaders of revival in our time. God bless you.